Witness history at Roland Garros, where old rivalries meet new talent on the clay battleground. Tennis Channel Plus is your place to watch. Stream every court from your phone or smart TV live in HD. Experience three weeks of unparalleled access as the world's top players in tennis face off to see if the veterans maintain their dominance or if a fresh face rises to challenge them. Daily live coverage begins Monday, May 20th. Stream it now with Tennis Channel Plus to be there when it happens. The tennis world is once again in an empire state of mind. Welcome to TC Live at the U.S. Open, the fourth and final major of the year. So much history on the line. So whose dreams will be made in the concrete jungle? Legacies built under the bright lights of the biggest court in the world. A lot to get to over the next hour as we get you ready for Grand Slam action in New York. An incredible day one lineup will break it down. Why Roger Federer and Serena Williams have much more in common than missing this year's U.S. Open. And the defending champion on the men's side, Dominic Team, joins us live later in the show. Madison Keys making her way on site. 10th main draw appearance at the U.S. Open. The runner-up in 2017. Well, gets a rematch of that final today against Sloane Stephens. John Isner, still the top-ranked American man. 21 American men in the draw this year. 13-3 and on the hard courts this summer. And how about 2012 champion Andy Murray? Coming back 14-0 and in first-round matches at the U.S. Open. Can he continue that perfection against Stefano Tsitsipas today? As we bring you into our Santa Monica studios, welcome to TC Live at the U.S. Open. We'll get you ready for first ball every day here for 60 Minutes. Steve Weissman, singles, doubles champion, Hall of Famer, Lindsey Davenport, John Wertheim as well. Good morning. It's great to have another major. Be back here. Absolutely. Another year, another U.S. Open. So we've got fans back at full yes. capacity. Yep. Yep. We've got a guy going for a grand slam. We've got Osaka looking to defend. What's your favorite storyline heading into the U.S. Open this year? Well, it's hard to look past Novak, but one of the things with the return of the fans, I think the player who is going to be most supported with that is Coco Goff. And what effect is that going to have on her? We saw her play so well here two years ago. We saw her struggle a bit last year. No fans, no energy. She's in a tough portion of the draw, but I think more than any other player, the fans are going to be out there to try and lift Coco up to a great result. Her time at the U.S. Open's coming. She's going to win this title at some point in her career. I just wonder this year if it's going to give her that extra boost to get through some tough early round matches. Tough draw. That's the one thing. But, boy, has this ascent been so steady and smooth? She's going for her 35th match win today. Pretty impressive stuff for Coco Goff. Looking forward to her and a potential blockbuster second-round match for Goff as well against the winner of Sloan and Maddie. What are you looking forward to, John? History. We are on the threshold of history. Lindsay teased it. But Novak Djokovic going for the Grand Slam. We were here six years ago, but we haven't had a man win A Grand Slam since the 60s, and Steffi Graf did it in 1988. That already is more than 30 years ago. This would really elevate Novak to another plane. And the other thing we forget, if he wins seven matches, not just the Grand Slam, he will vault past. And I feel like we've lost sight of the storyline a little bit. We've been this this GOAT conversation that has monopolized tennis for a decade. He'll be ahead of Federer and Djokovic seven matches from now. And in addition, he will have won 
the Grand Slam. So really a shot at history here for Novak. And of those players, he's obviously the fittest right now also with a couple of major injuries. And it's hard to see that if he... he He's going to, you got to think yep. that he's going to get up to 21, if not more, whether it's in two weeks here or maybe next season also. He's won 19 of the last 42 majors that have been <laughs> held. Pretty incredible stuff for Novak Djokovic. He's going for history. Some other folks not joining us in New York this year. For the first time since 1997, a major tournament won't have Roger Federer, Rafa Nadal, and both Williams sisters. John, that's 70 major singles titles between those three. The good news is, I guess we could say, look how long we've had them. Um, you know, the, the average age of those four players you mentioned, Steve, is around 40. So uh, I, I would say we, we ought to take a big look here. But, yeah, there's some, some holes in the draw. There's some familiar names that are going to be absent. I mean, there are also – we don't have a defending champ in Dominic team. I will say, and we'll get to this in the show – I feel like that has created some real blockbuster matches as the field has compressed a little bit. Yeah, we had some glimpses at Wimbledon. I think all of us were like, oh, no, where does this leave us? In the beginning of the tournament with Serena, as the tournament not went on, when Roger left that court, center court, got a real feeling that, oh, didn't look good, the knee. I wonder if we're going to see him again this season. We got word both of the players wouldn't be playing. And then it, it was almost like a trickle effect. We had some more withdrawals. We saw Rafa struggle in the summer with his foot. Um, all we do is hope that they're back and we yeah. forget their ages sometimes and, and what they've been able to accomplish in their late 30s and, and now in the 40s. It's just remarkable that, that, as John said, they're even still in the conversation. Yeah, I mean, we'll see. I mean, no, those withdrawals were unfortunate. They did not come with retirement announcements, yep. so we, we hold out hope. We, we all know what kind of a dance time does. Again, we get a little greedy here. I mean, age 40 to even think that they would be contending for slams is remarkable. We ought to pause there, but... Uh, you know, big opportunity for the rest of the field. And you're right, we saw this at Wimbledon. We knew eventually this was going to turn, and it's been gradual in another, another sense today. Yeah, we'll talk more about Roger Federer, Serena Williams. You've got a great piece coming up later in the show. And Dominic Team will join us live. Yes. So, right. not playing, but still on TC Live. We love to see that. Novak Djokovic, of course, the heavy favorite to take the Grand Slam when his 21st major overall. But there's 127 other guys that will be looking to stop him. Let's take a listen to what they have to say. Some of the top contenders. We're going to try to, to, you know, to try to, to get him. Uh, and, of course, this competition to be the first one of these young guys to win a slam is, uh, I think, uh, yeah, everybody wants to do it. But there's going to be only one who, who makes it. All, have, all of us have, like, good game to, to get to Grand Slam titles. And uh, it is important that uh, we're able to, to showcase that kind of a level of tennis uh, in these kind of tournaments uh, as best as possible to, to rep represent uh, our generation of tennis in the best possible way. Top three guys, I mean, they've been dominating for the past 15 or 20 years, and we might never see that again. Don't, don't expect this group of guys to be the next Djokovic, Federer, and Nadal. We, I mean, I don't think the four of us are going to win 20 Grand Slams in the next 15 years. That's not each. That's not how it's going to go. Well, not with that attitude. Uh, Djokovic, by the way, was asked on a scale of 1 to 10 what his confidence level was at making history. He said 11. Wait, no, 21. Uh, John, that's some serious swagger. That is the odds-on favorite to win. 21 going for 21 majors. But, no, I, I mean, I think that's really relevant. I mean, we saw with Serena Williams when she was going for this. She sort of deflected and she didn't want to go. Novak Djokovic completely embracing this. I don't know if I'm going to get another chance to do this. I feel great. I feel rested. I think it's really interesting the way he, he knows it's history and he's not trying to outwit himself that it's not. I think that's really interesting, his approach to this. 
And I thought it was interesting there. Zverev, the third favorite. He's been playing so well mm. all summer. I know Medvedev as well, and he got to the final a couple of years ago here in New York. But I don't know, based on Zverev's play also, he's in Novak's half of the draw. Mm -hmm. Wouldn't sleep on Zverev at this U.S. Open. Yeah, these are guys who have been to major finals just looking to get that one hurdle more, and they'll only have to beat one member yep. of the big three. Yep. Of course, it's Novak Djokovic to get that done. On the women's side, Naomi Osaka is your defending champion, the only player with more than one U.S. Open title in the draw. She took the title last year, coming back from a set down to beat Victoria Azarenka in the final. So what goes through her mind when she returns to New York City? I feel like whenever I come here, of course, I have memories of um, winning before. But I think the biggest um, memories that come back to me is just being like a little kid and running around the entire site. So um, I don't know if that may be the reason why I play so well here, but... Um, it's definitely a lot of nostalgia. I feel pretty confident with where I am right now. Of course, I'm not like declaring that I'll do amazing here. And um, for me, I'm I'm the like one match at a time type person. So, yeah, hopefully, I'll work out in the end. All right, let's take a look at the women's odds. Osaka there, the second favorite. Haven't had a repeat champ on the women's side since Serena in 2014. Ash Barty, though, is your favorite, Lindsay. She's never made it past the round of 16 at the U.S. Open. And that's pretty big in New York because some players just never feel comfortable in the environment that is the U.S. Open at the Billie Jean King National Tennis Center. Osaka is. Two of the last three years, she's won it. I think Osaka, I know she's had a very tough last few months, but you, sometimes you go back to the place where that gives you the happiest memories and you played your best and she came out of nowhere a couple of years ago to win here. Uh, and she's so comfortable on that court. I, I really think that Osaka... I know Barty has played well. I, I still think that that could be a little closer there. I think Barty has just been such a class player this year. You want to hear a crazy one with Osaka? Last player to beat her in a major, Coco Goff, 2020 Australian Open. So Osaka hasn't played all the majors. We haven't had them all held. But she hasn't lost a match in a major in 18 months. And as you say, Steve, she's the only player on the women's side to have won this event twice defending champion. I still like Barty. I think Osaka is very intriguing for all sorts of reasons. But she hasn't lost at a major in a long, long time. No, it's impressive. I mean, the top two seeds on the women's side, neither one of them, Sabalenka and Barty, have made it past the round of 16 at the U.S. Open. And when Barty has won her majors, she's had that same sort of thing to overcome. Yeah, and for Barty, I mean, she is by far the most complete player there is on the WTA. She has options. Not a lot of the other players have other options, like Sabalenka. Mm. So, Barty, if, if all the shots, shots aren't working, she can fall back on trying to come to net, using her chip backhand more, and that really gets her through a lot of those matches when she's playing maybe her B-level tennis. I just wonder, it, you know, not easy also being on the road since the very yeah. beginning of March. Huge year with obviously winning Wimbledon and then going to the Olympics. I don't know if that clicks in at some point. Well, John mentioned it earlier. We have some insane first-round matches today. It could be finals day. And by the way, it was four years ago for Sloane Stevens and Madison Keys. you just saw there. They're playing for the third time this year. This is the lineup on Arthur Ashe. So it starts with a rematch of the 2017 final. Then you've got Andy Murray, former champion, taking on the three-seed Stefano Tsitsipas for the first time. How about under the lights? Naomi Osaka, your defending champion on the women's side, and Daniil Medvedev, your two-seed on the men's side. Louis Armstrong Stadium, Muguruza and Vekic, the number one American, John Isner, taking on the 20-year-old Brandon Nakashima for the third time this summer. You've got Coco in action. Sabalenka, and how about Nick at night in NYC? 
taking on Roberto Bautista Agut. Yeah, what a day it is all over the grounds. Uh, I don't know. I think Armstrong is going to be pretty rocking out there. We, Isner Nakashima, that is a fantastic first-round match. And then also Coco Goff. She's going to pack that court. Can we just reiterate? Day one? That's yeah, exactly. Insane. Yeah. Have um, you ever seen a lineup like this? Day one at a major? I like how we just gloss over. Oh, Sabalenka, the second seed, is, is buried in the pack there. Um, we will talk upsets later, I'm sure. But, boy, if you have a ticket today and tonight, you're, yeah. our, uh, you're a very happy tennis fan. Yeah, we're going to pick sleepers later in the show. By the way, you could choose either Keys or Stevens. Yeah. Both unseated right. at the U.S. <laughs> Open this year. They are sleepers. I know, but that section of the draw, man, that's tough. Big, big mental effort to come out of that little group there. It, it certainly Herber will. Osaka there, too. And Lot off. to get to. First ball coming your way less than an hour at the U.S. Open. Dominic Team, the defending champion on the men's side, will join us on TC Live. But first, John's latest edition of Unstrung, talking about two of the greatest champions in tennis history. Both born in 1981, Roger Federer and Serena Williams followed different journeys to similar destinations. You're watching TC Live. Tennis Channel Live at the U.S. Open is brought to you in part by Marcus by Goldman Sachs. You can money with Marcus by Goldman Sachs. Lindsey, John, and Steve back on TC Live. They were born within two months of each other 40 years ago. And in 2019, Roger Federer and Serena Williams finally took the court together. The two legends playing on opposite sides in the Hopman Cup. And as John reports, they will always be linked in the legacy of our sport. Have we as a tennis community done enough to recognize the similarities and overlap between Roger Federer and Serena Williams? Think about this. Two players born weeks apart in the thick of 1981. They would go on to win roughly the same number of majors. 23 for her, one off the all-time record. 20 for him, tied for the all-time record. They won on all surfaces, but took their fewest majors at the French Open and had their greatest successes at Wimbledon, where he won eight titles, she won seven. And they both won at the identical rate, 88% of their matches. When he won his first major, she was the women's winner. When she won her most recent major, he was the men's winner. Now, an unhappy parallel. Both are missing from the U.S. Open. For him, it's a persistent knee injury. For her, it's a hamstring. I grow old, I grow old. For both, in this autumn of their 40th year, they'll have some decisions to make. How much longer do they want to continue rehabbing, competing, chasing history? What do they still demand of the sport? And does it outweigh what the sport demands of them? The fan in all of us hopes, of course, that they'll continue. See you in Australia 2022. If not, it will somehow be fitting that these two champions, bracketed together by time, by achievement, and by so much else, depart and then head to the Hall of Fame at the same time. All right, good stuff, John. Take a look at the career comparison. Of course, Serena turning 40 
in September of this year. All the majors, all the weeks at number one. Of course, last major title for Williams came 2017. For Federer came 2018. Serena played three majors this year, made one semifinal. Roger played two, made one quarterfinal. So I'll start with you, Lindsay. Will these stars keep chasing history next year, 2022? Gosh, I, I don't know. It's going to get tougher and tougher. I mean, Serena's going to be 40 in a couple of weeks here. Um, and now you're talking about, in Fed's case, real injuries. Once you're having the same surgery, not the same surgery, but on the same body part a couple of different times, you know that's most likely a long-term injury. Um, when he fell at Wimbledon and then lost that fourth set without winning a game, you thought, oh, this doesn't look good. And he's such a champion. I mean, he never wants to call a trainer. He never wants to show his opponent that he's hurt. But there were signs there that this might be a, a more significant injury than he was letting on. Serena, we knew in that first round match that she just was hurting. And you could see the desire in her eyes and how upset she was to have to walk off that center court and not be able to finish her first round match. I don't know if we're going to see them again. I, I really don't. Um, it's a long six or seven months from Wimbledon to the next major. And especially when you're, not, when you're injured and not able to practice as much as you need to, at the intensity you need to, to be able to win another major. At some point, just that, that desire kind of runs out a little bit, I would think. Right. And we have this irony, too, where the older you get, the more match play you need. I mean, there was a time when both of these players, and Serena did it, could just sort of parachute in. It didn't matter what her prep work was. She was Serena Williams, and she was going to almost will herself to the title. You can't really do that at age 40. Not a lot of data points on 40-year-old tennis players, but you can't really do that the older you get. You need rhythm. You need matches. I think it's really going to depend on what do they want from tennis at this point. I mean, realistically... I don't think either of them are going to be ranked number one again. I don't think either of them are going to have these three major seasons we've seen from both of them. If they want to give this one more year, I'm going to really pour myself into my training and try to win one more major. I think we'll see them, but I, I think they need to sort of weigh what they want from this sport at this point. We just want to see them. Yeah. Two of the last four times Serena played a major, she made the semifinals. That did not happen earlier this year at Wimbledon, where she lost in the first round and, and had that fall, which was tough to see here, Lindsay. Yeah, and she already came in hurt. She had a hurt leg at the French, and every single match she played at the French, there was more tape on that leg. It was not a great scene when she even walked out for her first round match with the tape still on. There was a short two weeks between the French and Wimbledon, and early on you could just tell I mean, she couldn't move. At all. And again, it, it was very hard to make that transition for so many players that have been accustomed to more time between the two different surfaces. She didn't have enough time to get healthy. Coach Patrick Muradoglu talked about she just didn't have enough time from Wimbledon to the U.S. Open yeah. to get ready to play. They tried. She was hitting. She just wasn't able to move at the level and be comfortable and do it pain-free. It's a long last few months of this year. We'll see in January. Yeah. I'm hoping to see here, certainly at the Australian Open. Same for Roger Federer. The last six majors he's played, John, he's made the quarterfinals or better each time other than Roland Garros, where he did not lose a match on the court. This was Wimbledon. Makes the quarterfinals. Listen, if you're making the second week at every major, why not keep playing? Yeah, I mean, that's sort of the, the glass half full. I mean, there were some flashes. But what really seemed to go was the consistency. I mean, there were some flashes in Wimbledon where we've said, Ugh. You know, we played Manorino and would lose sets, and we'd sort of all sit here and sort of say, boy, this doesn't look like the Roger Federer we're accustomed to. And then a set later, he looked terrific. Leaving center court, losing a love set was a little hard to watch. But again, it was because of injury and not because he was necessarily missing his targets. I mean, again, I think it just ultimately comes down to 
what do these two stars still want out of tennis? And the, and the answer might be, you know, it, it's been a great run. Yeah, I, I don't know if you've won that many majors, the amount that Roger and Serena have won. If you're like, oh, I, it's great. I got to the quarterfinals. Yeah. I'll be okay by doing that. I think when you're in that big of champion, your mindset is like, I'm going to win here. And it doesn't even have to be like, oh, I want to catch Novak or I want to get the lead or oh, I want to catch Margaret Court. It is, I'm used to winning. I'm not going into tournaments like, oh, I'll be so happy if I get to the second week. That is just not a mindset that those two are familiar with or will they ever be. And that's what sets them apart. So if they're not in the condition to, I'm going to win this tournament, I honestly don't think we'll see them out there. We obviously want athletes to be able to go out on their own terms. So we want that for Roger and Serena. By the way, Tom Brady won a Super Bowl at 43. Phil Mickelson won a major at 50. Father time can wait. (laughs) You may not have to wait much longer to see Dominic Team. He is coming up on TC Live. You're defending men's champion. Can't wait to see how the wrist is feeling for the Austrian. There he is. Tommy's coming back on TC Live. Witness history at Roland Garros, where old rivalries meet new talent on the clay battleground. Tennis Channel Plus is your place to watch. Stream every court from your phone or smart TV live in HD. Experience three weeks of unparalleled access as the world's top players in tennis face off to see if the veterans maintain their dominance or if a fresh face rises to challenge them. Daily live coverage begins Monday, May 20th. Stream it now with Tennis Channel Plus to be there when it happens. In his fourth Grand Slam final, Dominic Team becomes a champion for the first time. It has been a long time coming for this man. He has worked so hard to be in the winner's circle. What a moment that was for Dominic Team, the first major champion on the men's side, born in the 1990s. Guess what? Dominic Team joining us now on TC Live. Great to see you, uh, Dominic. Of course, you're, you're out for the U.S. Open this year. Can't defend your title. Had the wrist injury out for the rest of this year. But we're so happy that you're with us today and for the rest of the show here on TC Live. Uh, how tough is it for you, obviously, not being in New York, not being able to defend that title? Very tough. I mean, um, it's only the, the second major I miss after Wimbledon. Um, besides that, since Australia 2014, I was able to play every single major. And then Wimbledon was, was really short after the injury. And uh, for the US Open, I still had a little bit of hope. And um, especially as the defending champion and with a full crowd again this year, I, I badly wanted to come back there, but simply couldn't make it. And uh, now I'm here watching it from, from far away, but well, um, nothing to do about it. Well, the last time we saw you play, it was in Mallorca. We just wanted to know what is the update on your wrist? How are you feeling any any hope for a comeback in how soon? Is it early next season? Yeah, I hope that it's um, start of next season. That's my goal, to, to be back um, as soon as 2022 starts. But I have still the splint on my wrist for like um, four more weeks. 
and uh, after those four weeks uh, I'll get an update and then I will know more but uh, the goal now is to be back in um, hopefully Australia 22. Dominic last year after you you won the title the day after you said I, I'm having a hard time processing it it's been such a crazy two weeks no fans a crazy final match you'll have to ask me later what how, how to process it so, so now it's a year later how, how do you reflect on your title 12 months down the road. What, what do you remember about it and what stayed with you? Well, it's been crazy two or, or even more crazy four weeks. I mean, we all arrived like um, two weeks before the tournament started. And it was obviously the first tournament back um, after, the, after the lockdown, the first big tournament back. So I think, I mean, for me and probably for all the other players, it was quite a big change. Um, it was the first tournament in a bubble as well without fans. So that was a really huge difference. But I got used to it um, pretty fast. Thanks God. And um, it was very unique. I mean, a, a major tournament, a US Open, I never experienced before. Uh, moving around the site freely without any fans, which was pretty sad. Going into the Arthur Ashe Stadium for the night session um, when there is absolutely nobody around. So that was very unique. And um, the finals was, was just crazy. I mean, I, I gave it out all there. I mean, I left all the energy I had in, in this match because, yeah, I saw it was, was maybe a chance of my lifetime. And, and luckily, I used it at the end. First player in the open air to come from two sets down to win at the U.S. Open. That was absolutely incredible. Dominic Team, the defending U.S. Open champion, will miss this year, unfortunately, with a wrist injury. But joining us on TC Live today and for the rest of the show. Uh, Dominic, obviously, before the wrist injury occurred, uh, how would you characterize your season this year? Uh, pretty bad, unfortunately. Uh, I was far away from, from playing my best tennis. Um, Australia was, was still fine playing wise. And then, um, I, I had some troubles with, with all, with all the bubbles and, um, the, the last season was obviously really hard physically and mentally. And, and I felt low energy and, and was, was not in my best shape. And so I took some time off after Australia, um, didn't practice for a while. And um, this kind of got to me um, in, the, in the clay court season. I mean, I was missing hours on the court, missing matches against the top players. And that's why also the clay court season was not that great. I mean, especially at the French Open, uh, I was playing bad, was moving bad uh, physically, probably in, a, in the worst shape since quite a while. And um, after that, I, I started to practice really well again and, and the motivation was there a hundred percent and um, exactly when I started to play well I mean in Mallorca I was I was five to up in the first set in, in my first match on, on the grass courts and exactly in that moment the injury happened um, but in general it's it's a year to forget and uh, now it's it's time to to rest and and to be really pumped and to work hard for 22. Well, going into this year's U.S. Open, the big talk is about Novak Djokovic and, and trying to win the calendar year Grand Slam. Just wanted to get your thoughts on Novak and this year's U.S. Open. 
And just what kind of pressure do you feel like he's under going for this unprecedented calendar year slam? Wow, I mean, it's a, a chance of, of the century probably for him. Um, a chance which maybe will never come back again. And uh, I think the last last time it happened was 1969, if I'm not wrong. So he's under so much pressure. But, I mean, he showed it so many times before that if there is a big chance, uh, he barely misses it. So he's definitely the the biggest favorite on the title. But I guess behind him there are three players, uh, Zverev, Tsitsipas and Medvedev, who, who are playing amazing, who are on fire, especially Sasha with the Olympic gold medal, with the title in Cincinnati. And uh, they can beat him at any given day, I, I guess. But still, he's he's one level higher than than the rest of us, or, or now the rest of them. So... If I would have to bet, I'd bet on him. You're a TV guy today, Dominic. Part of that means uh, making predictions and going out on a limb. So take those three players you just mentioned, Sitsipas, Medvedev, and the player you beat last year, Zverev. Which one of those three is going to win this title, if not Novak? Pick one. Um, then I'd pick Medvedev because he has... The little advantage, he played uh, two slam finals. And um, in that, I can speak for myself. Each slam final is, even if you lose it, it's it's very hard. But it's still such a big experience and such an important experience. It's going to help you in the next one. And uh, that's why I think he has, I mean, the other two, Stefanos and Sasha, they, they played one slam final. So that's a little advantage uh, Daniel has. All right. Well done. First prediction on TV is going to Neil Medvedev. Best chance to, uh, to stop the Grand Slam for Novak Djokovic. We will have much more from Dominic Team. The hot takes will keep coming here on TC Live as Dom will join us for the rest of the show. TC Live, of course, your U.S. Open pregame show for the next two weeks, 10 a.m. Eastern, right here on Tennis Channel. ESPN's live match coverage begins at noon today, and Tennis Channel will have encore coverage of the best matches every single night. There he is, Dominic Team, still your reigning U.S. Open men's champion. We'll be right back. Tennis Channel Live at the U.S. Open is brought to you in part by Tennis Express. We deliver tennis right to your front door. Order today, ships today. Back on TC Live, we've got a new member of the team. It is Mr. Team, Dominic Team, Steve Weisman, Lindsay Davenport, John Wertheim. And it's that moment that we look forward to every day, John. It's your stat of the day. What do you got? We are going to warm up to this. But it has been more than 30 years since a player won the U.S. Open singles titles without playing Canada or Cincinnati. Novak Djokovic comes from the Olympics, lost two matches, did not play either of those events. So if he wants to win this Grand Slam and wants to win his 21st major, he'll have to undo that set. But I, I want to ask our, uh, our guest analyst, I want to ask Dominic, to what extent do you think, especially for an experienced player, are those big events before the U.S. Open, to, to what extent are those important to play? How, how much credence do we put into that? Well, to me, it, it depends a little bit on the player. Um, Novak is 
I think the kind of guy who doesn't need that many matches. Um, I guess, if I remember right, he already won some Wimbledon titles without a match on grass before. I mean, also this year, except the doubles in Mallorca, or also from time to time, I think he came straight to Australian Open. So he can make it. And then I guess that's why he also pulled out of Cincinnati. I mean, he had so many matches on, on a high level this year already. So I guess the most important to him is to, to feel 100% recovered. But as I said, I, I guess it depends on the player. I'm, I'm sure that some players, they, they are almost not able to, to play a, a Grand Slam tournament without playing a big event before. And um, for me, it's, it's also possible. I, uh, for me, it's also difficult to, to play a slam without any event before. I mean, I, I don't really like it personally. <laughs> That's a great point on, on, on Novak going into Wimbledon, who he's done that before. All right, Dom, it's time for uh, your first social net segment here on TC Live. Dominic team, like 1.4 million followers on Instagram. Uh, we're starting with this tweet from Tennis Channel talking about unseated sleepers that have a chance to make a deep run at the U.S. Open this year. So I'm going to ask all three of you who you think could be an unseated sleeper to reach the fourth round or further at this year's U.S. Open. John, start us off. Oh, man. Um, I guess, what do we say Nick Kyrgios? Do we even bother? He counts. Uh, oh, yeah, absolutely. Now? Let's take it. I'm going to go with Avashka, though. He is playing so well. <laughs> Come on. I just had to throw Kyrgios out there. Avashka, Dominic beat me to the punch. I mean, he won Winston-Salem. This is a guy who beats Zverev earlier this year in Miami. He's shaved more than 100 points off his ranking. Keep an eye. Ivashka playing some blistering tennis going into this major. Ilya Ivashka. I, I really thought he was going to go Kyrgios. Lenz, who do you have? Well, I talked earlier in the show when we first started about Coco Goff and the fans being back and really supporting her. I think they're going to be out in droves also for Sebastian Corda. And he is a star in the making. I think he might just adjust very nicely to playing in New York with some hometown support, home country support. Look for him to uh, do some damage at this year's U.S. Open. On the men's side, Andre Agassi, the only unseated player to win in the open era. Uh, Dom, give, give us a range of, of players that you think unseated could make a nice run fourth round or further at this year's U.S. Open. For me, I mean, the first pick is Carlos Arcaras. Um, still so young and I, I love his game style, though he has a super tough first round against uh, Cam Norrie. Um, I guess Cameron is I think top 15 in the race has a great, great year. Um, very interesting first round as well. But if, if Arcaras can get over that, I think he, he can go deep. And that's my that's my unseated pick. All right, go, going Alcaraz. Good, 18, good. good, uh, good. <laughs> well, you've, you've knocked it out of the park, Dom. First two picks, but much more. From Dominic Team coming up on TC Live as we are leading up to the top of the hour. Check out these matches on Arthur Ashe Stadium today. A finals rematch from four years ago and much, much more. Back after this. Back on TC Live, here comes Stefano Sitsipas taking on Andy Murray today. U.S. Open is the only major event where Sitsipas has yet to reach the fourth round. 
making his way into the grounds back in our studio in Santa Monica. Steve Weissman, Lindsey Davenport, John Wertheim, and the man himself defending U.S. Open men's champion uh, Dominic Team. We've got more social media for you, Dom, as we take a look back at Roger Federer training. This is before he ever won a major title. Uh, how, how does this compare to the Douglas method, Dom? <laughs> um, a little bit more calm, but... <laughs> But still, I mean, so very, very difficult exercises. Um, but Roger makes it look easy, like everything he does. So <laughs> oh, it's a great video, but but super difficult. I, I can say that. You think, think this guy is an athlete? Yeah. We, we talk about uh, jumping high and running fast, but look at, look at the hand-eye. Oh, my gosh. It, it really goes to show there's so much more to training than just hitting tennis balls if you're going to be successful and trying to... Master the hand-eye, the speed, the agility. He's, this is awesome. He's got a little bit of talent. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you got, got to be able to juggle, got to be able to, to play basketball. Apparently, he's, he's a lefty. Yeah, that's that's well, a strong hand. They right? made him. Right. Yeah, that was incredible. The one, Dominic knows this, too. The one-handed backhand helps for this. You, you couldn't pull that basketball off with, uh, with the two-hander. That's true. Yeah, yeah. But, but I think um, many... I mean, many people underestimate Rogers, how good an athlete he is. No, I mean, you can see it in this video and um, how he moves and, and all this hand-eye coordination. It's it's simply amazing. I mean, many people just see the the how beautiful he plays. I mean, I can totally understand it, but I think that many underestimate what a good athlete he is and. That's so much hard work, and that's you see how, how he does it in that video already, and it's, it's, it's stunning. Yeah, tennis players, best athletes in the world. When we come back, we are going to break down some first-round blockbusters. Who's going to win? Is it going to be Madison Keys or Sloane Stevens? John Isner or Brandon Nakashima? Murray or Sitsipas? Back after this. Tennis Channel Live at the U.S. Open is brought to you in part by Liberty Mutual Insurance. Only pay for what you need. All right, we are minutes away from first ball at the 2021 U.S. Open. Steve, Lindsey, John, Dominic Team, you're defending men's champion, joining us throughout the show on TC Live. It's the lightning round. It's time to make some picks. First two matches on Arthur Ashe today. You've got Keith Stevens. And then you've got Murray Sitsipas. That's insane. Let's start with Madison Keys, Sloane Stevens, Lindsay, best friends battling for the seventh time. Who do you have? Yeah, gosh, that's such a tough draw for both of them. Uh, neither one wants to play each other. Rematch of the final. It's, both players have just not played their best tennis this last year. But Sloane's been just a little bit more clutch in some of the big matches. Maddie beat her last time. Um, nerves. That's going to decide this match. Who is more settled out there? They've each had a win this year. All right, Dom, uh, we've got that Andy Murray, Stefano Sitsipas, Arthur Ashe, day one. Who do you have in this one? That's such a good one. Um, going to watch it later on as well. Um, but I go for Tsitsipas. Um, just he's in the best form of his life right now. Um, Andy Somehow still on his way back. Uh, it's going to be a great match. And I hope that there's an amazing atmosphere on the Ace Stadium. But I go for Titi Bus. 
A lot of emotions for this one. Andy Murray has never lost in the first round of the U.S. Open. You have to wonder if, if he doesn't win today, will we see him again? But, boy, this is going to be about the tennis, but also managing the moment for Tsitsipas. French Open final, disappointment there. Wimbledon first round, disappointment there. This could be a third straight disappointment at a major. All right, what a way to start the U.S. Open. Dom, uh, thank you so much for joining us. We'll see more Dominic team throughout the week thank on you. TC Live. Welcome to the TC family, yeah. Dominic. <laughs> Nothing will get you thank on you. the Thank you. That's an honor. Thank you. Awesome debut for Dominic team. Of course, coverage begins on ESPN at noon Eastern from the U.S. Open. We've got encores all night long here on Tennis Channel. TC Live back at you. Tomorrow morning at 10 a.m. Eastern for Lindsay, John, Dominic, our entire Tennis Channel team. I'm Steve Weissman. Thanks for joining us on TC Live at the U.S. Open.